think we've got to be the body to rock it like we're never going to see it again. We are exploding. The world is going to know it. We'll rock it like you're never going to see us again. It is 6 p.m. and Pure Gold is live and on the air for this Wednesday night, March 27, 2013. Welcome once again to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe Pacino and my tag team partner and co-host is David Gomez. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great, sir. Excited. Pumped for another episode of Pure Gold. And we do apologize for starting late. We are trying out some things here, trying to get some things underway. Folks, if you'd like to be a part of the show, as always, 714-364-4721. Check out our website, puregoldpg.com. And, of course, you can check out our website for the station, which is ir1640amradio.com. One of, if not the best stations in all of Newark. And, of course, all across the country as we bring you some of the best talks, some of the best music, just the best of everything. JB? We're also on an app called TuneIn Radio, so check it out on your smartphone. Good job, sir. Thank you. Download TuneIn Radio and find Ironbound Radio 1640, where you can listen to our show each and every Wednesday from 6 to 7.30. Tonight on the program, folks, it's a treat. It is. We have in studio for the first time ever, TJ Todd Johnstone will be here for the show. Hopefully, maybe, definitely, obviously, maybe, we'll be getting Jerry Recco from WFAN if he uh, his, uh, so, well, his lovely practice ends by 6.30. He might be calling in tonight at 7 o'clock to talk about his career, talk about some things at WFAN. But we will be joined by, in about t- seven minutes, by Bear Pascal, tight end from the New York Giants. Sir, it's actually Bear Pascal. I don't know where the Pascal comes from. Right. So we will be talking to Bear and talk about his career, talk about the New York Giants as they get ready for an off-season of many different moves. We'll get into some wrestling talk as we're getting close to WrestleMania. We have some WrestleMania news on the pure gold side, we'll get into. We'll talk some NCAA 20. The 20 is down to the Sweet 16. We'll get into some basketball as the season winds down. The Heat, yes, the Heat still have a winning streak going on. We'll get into some baseball as we're about a week away, less than a week away from the, the beginning of the season. Talk some hockey as that season winds down already, believe it or not. It's been a quick season because of the lockout. Yes, it has. You're right about that, sir. Talk some football with Todd here in studio. Talk about the number one player in the world in golf, talk about a little bit Tiger Woods. He's making some news again. And we'll get yeah, some nuggets if we have some time. Absolutely. we got so much to talk about tonight, sir. We might be carrying it all the way to 8 p.m. when, well, what, not. the Christine show starts? Hopefully we won't have to Sir, can you do me a favor? Can you try the other, the other microphone, the one next to you? Sure. This is where Todd will be talking about go. two seconds. That, that is working good. For some reason, it wasn't coming in with the Ironbound feed. But uh, I guess you guys are going to have to share a microphone this evening. This one's not working? No, it's not working, but use that one, sir. Oh, that's great. Interesting. So as we uh, somehow welcome Todd into the, the program, um, and we have Bear coming on in about five minutes, sir, let's just break break out the news right before we get Bear onto the show. Talk about WrestleMania, Pure Gold's attempt to get media credentials. We got the news only about, what, an hour? I only got the news about an hour ago. We're not going to WrestleMania. Unfortunately... You're right. We are not going to WrestleMania. Uh, you might want to use those headphones there, sir. Um, but no, we're not going. We're devastated. We are upset. Words cannot describe uh, how we feel. Unfortunately, as uh, wrestling fans, we will have 
not that it really matters, but we'll be able to go to uh, WWE, uh, the fan access as media, which is pretty cool, but it's just not the same thing, sir. It definitely isn't, and, uh, you know, it is devastating. I, what I don't understand is, and if I had the Day Stink segment, I'd be playing it right now for the WWE, because this is their biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's at MetLife Stadium. I don't understand how they can't accommodate two more people for these media credentials. I'm not asking for 10, 12 media credentials. I'm asking for two lousy media credentials. That's all I want. <laughs> I want to get into WrestleMania. I want to cover on the pure gold side. Oh, man. I, I, I mean, gotta say, it, it's, it's a great thing to have Todd in studio not to cut you off because uh, the reason your mic wasn't working is because you, you had it turned off. Todd, <laughs> Todd turned it on, and we're good to go. And it was turned off, and you could just shut up as all I right, t- right, carry on. Just calm down, Greg. Just calm down. Todd, welcome to the program. Get me off this stupid WrestleMania rant uh, about the credentials. Welcome to the studio. Oh, it's so nice to be here, guys. Wrestling. Yeah, uh-huh. I know how much Todd likes wrestling. Well, the interesting thing is that Todd, if you've been a fan of the show for 140 some odd episodes, this is the first time that I, Todd and I have ever met in person. Todd has been afraid to meet with me on many occasions. Who wouldn't be? We were, <laughs> we were supposed to meet a couple of years ago um, when we did the, actually last year when we did the Super Bowl um, in 2011, Todd was nowhere to be found. Um he was supposed to come for another event, nowhere to be found. It just seems like Todd has pretty much abandoned ship, uh, and we're glad to have him on board. It's it's finally, it's about time, I have to say. I was ducking you. <laughs> so, uh, Joe, uh, I know you were going nuts about <laughs> about us not getting access to a WWE, but we do have access to access, sir. I mean, would you say that at least we get to meet some wrestlers? Uh, shut up about this access, about access. I'm so annoyed that we're not going to wrestle me at this point. I mean, I still understand. Like I said to you in the car right here, Dave, they could accommodate almost every media credential for the Super Bowl that's coming up next year in February, and they can't cover. T- they can't put two more guys into the press box to cover WrestleMania. No, you're Seriously. right. It, it, it's, it's sad but true, sir. What can I tell you? I mean, it's we're not getting in. It's over. You're 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 devastated. I know. Hopefully, uh, your wife and your daughter will feel the brunt of it when you get home. But uh, aside from that, um, hey, we're going to Access. <laughs> oh, and for those of you who don't know what Access is, Access is an event where fans can go. And they can pay their hard-earned money to go meet wrestlers. They can go into the ring. They can get entrance videos and titantrons and all those types of things. And, you know, really set foot in a live WWE ring, which I'm sure Joe will want to do. I'm just hoping to meet The Rock and ask him to rock bottom my co-host straight through a table of some sort. And hopefully Vince will allow that. I'm hoping that uh, Vince McMahon fires your beep on on air. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he won't, sir. uh, Then I'm pretty sure I won't get rock bottom. So as we uh, wait for (laughs) Bear's approach uh, to Pure Gold uh, coming on in about a couple minutes, I just want to get to some one other wrestling nugget before we get into wrestling talk after Bear. Um, 12 years ago today, sir, do you know what happened 12 years ago on today? Yes, and I'm sure Todd knows it was the last edition of Monday Nitro. It was 12 years ago, as my co-host mentioned. Unbelievable. Just just truly devastating, sir. I mean, um, as a as a fan of, of the WWE and WCW at the time, um, it was definitely not a good night. We thought Vince was going to turn it into this whole invasion and this great thing, and it just ended up being a big old swap. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, the, uh, I've mentioned this on many occasions, that, that that was definitely one of those like surreal moments in wrestling as a wrestling fan. Well, watching, uh, you mean watching Shane come out and uh, the station being simulcast? Yep. I mean, that was just surreal. Uh, it was cool for one night. Who knew that that would also be the downfall of wrestling, in my opinion, anyway. No, you're absolutely right there. As I see you as uncomfortable as possible. I don't know what Todd is doing here. Uh, illegal pictures being taken, uh, you know, extortion. But, um, you know, 
as a fan, you think to yourself, man, this is this is the pinnacle. This is it. Vince bought WCW. It's going to get great. And unfortunately, that was not the case. And it has been. I mean, things aren't so bad right now. I guess I know we rip it to no end, but the truth is that the WCW started didn't get the job done as well. Todd, at what point at any time throughout your life did you actually did you watch wrestling at all? At any point? Oh, yeah, sure. At what point did you watch wrestling? I watched it back in like the Bob Backlund days, just as Hulk Hogan was coming in. So that's the, when I so used the to watch. Eighties, we're talking about. Right, exactly. Uh, just as Bob Backlund was getting uh, camel clutched to death, and Hulk Hogan <laughs> was uh, was coming in, that was uh, kind of when I made my exit. Just as Hulkamania was starting to run wild, brother. What's interesting is that Bob Backlund's being inducted to the Hall of Fame this year, is he not? Nice. I'm Maria Menounis, which uh, I have no idea where the connection is there, but that should be fun. Just, yeah, so. The Hall of Fame, by the way, we're not getting into the Hall no, of Fame either. No, we're not either. getting into the Hall of Fame. So, uh, well, you know what? Honestly, when, when uh, James from WWE, and big shout-out to James, by the way. Uh, yeah, big, he, big shout-out. When he called, I actually thought he was going to say, we, we can't get into the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, no big deal. When he told me that we couldn't get into uh, WrestleMania, I, I literally almost drove off the side of the road. I mean, it's a good thing their wife and daughter were in the car, because if not, you know, this show would be off the air. We'd be doing it live in studio from, uh, you know, one of the local hospitals there. <laughs> In the Carney Newark area. You know, another big gripe I have while we're yeah, ripping you're WWE. All about gripes. That's yeah. what you care about. Let's let's continue rip WWE, shall we? While we wait for Bear <laughs> Pascal or Pasco. I love how you keep mentioning we're waiting for him, waiting for him. Everybody knows we're waiting for him. Get on with it. All right. So they have this ad for WrestleMania, like I'm coming home, and they show all these ads, all these clips, all these videos of New York City. And last I remembered, <laughs> WrestleMania was not in New York City, believe it or not. It was in New Jersey. It, well, I actually I think that's a mistake. I think that East Rutherford is actually part of New York for this uh, one event there. Yeah. How about the Super Bowl? I guess they're claiming that, too. Well, of course they are. They're saying it's in the New York, New Jersey area. New Jersey is the only state, the armpit of America, the only state that would get a huge event and uh, would get, you know, all these different events, and then it would all claim New York, New York. I mean... We talk about the New York Jets and the New York Giants when really they both play in New Jersey, but that's neither here nor there. Um, folks, uh, if I'm not mistaken here, we have our guest on the line, so we are proud and privileged to be joined by New York Giant, Mr. Bear Pasco. Bear, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm out in California enjoying the nice sunshine and beautiful weather. That's always a good thing. Uh, you know, listen, we thank you so much for, for giving us a, a few minutes here, and, um, you know, it's been... It's been quite a process for us to get you on the air, so it's definitely an honor. Uh, I am a huge Giants fan. Uh, my my co-host, Mr. Joe, is a Jets fan, so, you know, he's been quite miserable uh, for a long time. But, you know, Bear, can you tell us a bit about uh, being a Giant? And uh, I know I understand right now you're a restricted free agent, but, uh, but tell us. I mean, you know, you, so many different things to cover, but when you first got picked up by the Giants, how, you know, how did you feel personally? I mean, you're a California guy from uh, my understanding here. But, you know, you ended up with the Giants in, in 20, 2009 after the whole San Francisco uh, situation. Tell us a bit about that. Oh, you know, I was uh, I was a little upset with uh, being released by San Francisco. Uh, but when I came, in, came to New York and had a really good workout with the team and they decided to keep me on, I couldn't have been more happy. You know, it, it didn't matter East Coast, West Coast. I was, I was happy to be a part of a great organization and uh, a great team, and I was excited about the opportunity to, to learn and, and grow as a player there there in New York. Now, Bear, you grew up in California. Did you grow up uh, a San Francisco 49er fan? 
I was a Snyder fan for a little while through the Montana Jerry Rice era, and uh, and then as I got older, uh, my loyalty switched to the Cowboys. You know, basically just because I was a, a ranch kid growing up and a cowboy, and their mascot was a cowboy, and you know, I was playing quarterback at the time, so I was a big fan of Troy Aikman and. And then once I got into high school, I became more of just a, uh, a player, uh, more involved with players and, you know, following, like, Brett Favre and guys like that. Of course. Yeah. So, it was it was fun. It was a, a great great time, you know. Okay. Listen, uh, again, folks, we're joined here by New York Giant tight end slash fullback. Bear Pasco. Now we have a, a another member of our broadcast team who's uh, joining us for the first time. So, Todd, if you'd like to step in here. How you doing tonight, Bear? Nice to talk to you. I'm doing great, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. As a uh, a Jet fan and and looking in from uh from the outside, I suppose you would say. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, being uh, that you are. Uh, going to be a giant this year. Uh, do you think you're going to get... I'm sorry, I'm totally tripping over my words here. Uh, do you think you're going to get more starts this year, do you think? I don't know. We'll see. That that will all be determined through, you know, this off-season program, uh, which starts up here in the next couple of weeks, and then uh, throughout training camp. You know, I feel going into training camp this year, I'll have a, a well, a good advantage, being I've been a part of the offense for for four years, and I I know it uh, very very well and uh, stuff. But you know, I once we get to training camp, it's an even playing field, and uh, anything can happen. But I I know I'm going to work as hard as I can to acquire that starting spot. Now, one thing I'd like to know again as a Giants fan, and I've said this so many times on this show, that with all the different offseason moves the Giants have made, and that they do make, and that they're going to make. Uh, do you, as a player, trust your general manager to bring in the best talent? Like, I know with uh, the Jets, they have a brand-new GM, but Jerry Rice has been here for a few years, and he's got two Super Bowl titles, you know, in his reign as GM. Do you just sit there and say, well, whatever Jerry does, it, it's in the best interest of the team? Well, yeah, you have to. you got to understand the, the business side of this game, and, and you know, I, I have no decisions in that, and, and I – there's no influence from from my part. So I mean, I I don't really follow the whole transactions that have been made with our team, but I I leave it to our general manager and our owners to make the best decisions they uh they can with with what they have, with the information they have and and I understand that they've uh they always have the interest of the team uh comes first. So you know, I I look at it as whoever they they sign or let go, it's always for the best of the team. And then you say good luck to the guys that have left, and and welcome to the to the new guys coming in. And we'll try to make them as part of the uh, part of our team the best we can, and make them feel welcome. And look forward to playing with them on the, now, on the Bear, football field. Speaking of the the team and your experiences there, of course we're gonna have to talk about the Super Bowl here that year. You know, your first catch on the team, your big catch, was uh, in the playoffs, the NFC Championship against the 49ers, the team that let you go in the previous, uh, you know, that, that same offseason. What was it like to be picked up by the 49ers and then to be able to play against them and help beat them in the NFC Championship on your road to becoming a Super Bowl champ? Well, uh, growing up as a 
a kid in California and, and you know playing my college ball in, at Fresno State and then to be drafted by San Francisco it, it all it all at the time seemed like a a dream come true you know being able to stay close to home and and everything but uh you know it didn't work out right but uh you know actually in, in my mind it worked out just right you know because I was able to get released and, and go to a, a great team in New York and come back for that NFC championship game and uh, be able to you know, be put in a, a great opportunity to score that touchdown and uh, get us on the board and, and move it in the right direction. Now, Bear, coming off that Super Bowl victory this year, what, from your point of view, what was the reason why this team just didn't make the playoffs? I mean, uh, what was missing uh, or what was different than the year before? You know what? I mean, because our team wasn't too much different from the Super Bowl year. Uh, I think we had some injuries in some places that kind of hurt us a little bit, and you know we were we were pretty inconsistent as as an offense and as as a team. And I think that's just something that we need we really need to work on as a whole unit this off season is just being detailed guys being detailed into their jobs and what they have to do on every play and knowing what they have to get done. Now, coming from California to the Giants, uh, and you are a restricted free agent, are you just open to any team that might have interest in you? I know they'd have to give up a pick, but um, are you, um, you know, if if you sign with the, the Saints because they offer you uh, a great deal, are you prone or are you just loyal to the Giants right now? You want to definitely remain a Giant? Oh, I, I definitely want to remain a Giant. Uh, you know, my... All my negotiating and stuff is done. I've I've signed my contract. I'm coming back for another year. Okay. So, uh, I mean, we're settled, and I'm I'm very happy to be back and I'm part of this great team. And I'm excited about this next season and and guys coming in this here in the next few weeks and getting back to work and getting down to business. Well, I definitely need to update the NFL.com and uh, Giants.com because according to the NFL, you're still a restricted free agent, which is why we keep saying that. <laughs> well, I technically, I, I guess I am. I, I was this off season. I was a restricted free agent, but uh, we uh, everything's done, and, and you know I'm excited to be coming back and being a Giant this next season. That's good stuff to hear. I guess on the offensive side, I guess you would say the next piece of business the Giants should do is re-sign uh, Victor Cruz, especially since he's a restricted free agent, as far as NFL.com says. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like I said, I haven't really been. Uh, following all the transactions that have been being made as far as our team goes and who's signed and who hasn't. And, you know, uh, if, if Vic hasn't signed, you know, it should be nice to get him back this year. You know, he's he's a great asset to our team. And, uh, but uh, I know he'll, uh, it'd be, he'd be greatly missed if we don't. But, you know, if he comes back, he'd, he'd he'll uh, help us out extremely. Now, Again, we've talked about the different moves and everything going on, and, and you've mentioned how you haven't exactly kept up with it. But when you look at your Giants team, what you know, the players that you know are, are still there and everything, you guys missed out last year. You know, you won the Super Bowl the year before. Obviously, that career highlight for you. But when you look at this team now, do you say to yourself, you know what, we have just enough to win. Maybe we need a couple pieces, but do you expect the Giants to be contending for the NFC title and, of course, uh, playing in the Super Bowl this year? Most definitely, most definitely. You know, I, I think one thing that was uh, good for us last year is, I mean, we, we had success at time during the season, and we had a lot of young guys that got to experience that success. So, 
and and want more of it. So I think that's one thing that's going to help us out this year is you know these, these younger players, you know they they want to experience the playoffs and and get to the Super Bowl and you know especially you know having the Super Bowl in our our stadium this year is going to be an added added uh, motivation for sure. Now if you guys make it, which of course we hope you do, you'd be the first uh, team in history to be playing in your home stadium in the uh, the Super Bowl. Now, I know a couple of teams have played in their home state when they were back in the college days playing in college arenas. But do you sit there and say to yourself, man, you know, we need to give this to our fans, we need to make it, or you're just going in there and say, you know, if it happens, it happens, and we have the talent? No, we, I, I think we definitely have the talent to get there. Uh, at this point, the Super Bowl is our main goal. It's our end goal. But as the season starts and we get to, into training camp and, and get through preseason, we're looking at it one week at a time, one game at a time, and we'll take it step by step. Now, Bear, listen, we thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on. As I mentioned, you know, it was a process kind of getting you on the air, but we like, I like to thank your agent, Kim, who was, you know, instrumental in making this happen. And for me personally, as a big Giants fan, yet again, it's an honor to have you on the air. So hopefully we look forward to great things from you personally this year and uh, the entire Giants for the 2013 season. You bet. And, and thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm sorry we, we couldn't uh, get it done earlier. You know, it just, it's just things ever since the Super Bowl and the season and everything. It, things have been busy. And so, but it, it was a great thank, great experience. And thanks for having me. And, and definitely let's do it again. And, and look, looking forward to it. Thank you so much, sir. Have a great season and uh, help lead the thank Giants you. to another title. Thank you very much. You guys have a good one. You too. too. All right. Bye. Folks, that was one and only current New York Giant Bear Pasco, tight end and fullback. And, sir, what I love about that is something we talked about before we got here, the fact that the current player – we've had we've had ex-New York Giants, Leonard Marshall, uh, Keith Elias, you know, ex-New York Jet, Bruce Harper. But a current Giant, that's big news for me, sir. And uh, I know as a Jets fan – you know, you probably want Mark Sanchez, one of those guys on the air. Maybe one day you can both get a starter on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, the good news is that, uh, what, Marcellus Bennett signed with the Bears. Marcellus Bennett? Marcellus signed with the Bears. So maybe uh, Bear Pascal could uh, step it up and become the starter, you know, for the Giants. So good luck to him coming out from California. His fourth year, going to his fifth year, so talking to Bear. While we're on the football to- uh, f- football topic, we might as well talk football while DJ's not here. Sure. The experts. Um, so that that new rule passed about the offender can't lead with their their hel- the crown of their helmet. Any take on that, Todd? Well, I mean, it, you're talking about after three yards or outside of the tackle box. So is it that big of a deal? I don't really think it is. I mean, you're not going to get those great highlights like we used to have in the 70s and 80s of like, uh, you know, guys knocking their helmet right into some guy's chest and right. bowling him over. I mean, but, you know, that's okay. You know, and, you know, my wife and I were talking about this. My wife is incredibly intuitive when it comes to football and reading between the lines uh, with stuff from the, the league office. These changes that are being made, you know, all over the uh, the sports radio talk after the, uh, the rules came out, you had former players either pro or con. Now, the, the players' con – why would you be against something like this? If there's such an issue with uh, the NFL not caring about player safety, why would you be against this? It makes no sense. Of course you would be for it. Right. 
It makes no sense. You're right. I should take away the helmets. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to leather helmets. No shoulder pads. No shoulder pads. Men going against men without exactly. without any safety equipment. That'd be great. It's <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I don't know if you heard this one. And tell me if this is crazy or not. I, I heard that Wes Welker may have left the Patriots because uh, somebody had found out up in New England that he's putting hair plugs into his hair. Uh, it's a bizarre story. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah, I didn't hear anything about consequences, but I did remember hearing uh, about a third of the way through the season last year that he was endorsing some uh, hair restoration uh, company and their product. Yeah. Apparently, he was not just a uh, spokesman. He was also a, uh, <laughs> a client. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, tell me that. I mean, that, that one, uh, as a Jet fan, makes no sense to me just looking on the outside uh, Brady restructures his contract. You figure he does the good thing uh, uh, that any team player would do is restructure his contract so that they can re-sign, especially Wes Welker. And Wes Welker signs with the Broncos. I mean, I think there's more to the story than, and that might be actually the actual story is that like he felt self-conscious for whatever reason about wearing, wearing putting plugs into his head that he had to leave New England in shame and go across country and go play for Denver. I think it's more that he was just upset that he didn't get the contract that he wanted. I think he was just holding his breath. But I mean, you're Wes Welker. You've been an intimate part of this of this uh, this this team and the organization. Did you really think that you were going to get the money that you wanted from the Patriots? <laughs> They're like El Cheapos, aren't they? They are. They're terrible. I mean, when you think about it, as Jet fans, you know, I mean, we have unbelievable animosity for <laughs> for the Patriots. But when you think about Tom Brady, you know, this guy has done everything right for his team. And I, and I mean off the field. You know, what I mean, how many times has he restructured? Has he has he not taken? You know, he's taken. It's not so much that he took less money, but restructured his deal. Right. You know what I mean, so that they could make things happen. You know, I, how do you not? How can you hate a team like this? You know, what I mean, I find myself in a moral dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I find me. I find myself. Uh, Redirecting my anger back to the Dolphins, and yeah. rightfully so this year. Rightfully so for all the additions that they've made in the offseason. You look and you look at the Patriots, and um, you know, like you said, you look at Tom Brady, the consummate team player that restructures his contract constantly. And you look at the flip side as a Jet, as a Jet fan. You look at what the Royal Reeves is going on. I, I haven't been able to talk to you about this in a while. Well, give me your take on Reeves's latest uh, ploys. Do you think that? I mean, at this point, if you could get a number one and maybe a number two for him, I, I think it's time to go. The way the Jets are restructuring or just breaking down the whole team, I don't think I need somebody like Dorovius on my team anymore. I agree. They played great without him. Let him go. If you're going to get a one and a two, take it. I don't, I don't care that it's next year. Take it. You're not going to get that next year. You don't even know. You, you know, it's, it's like they always say. He's an unknown entity right now because, you know, they're expecting Adrian Peterson, superhuman, uh, recovery from him, but I mean, you don't know that that's going to be the case. I mean, granted, they have made tremendous strides in, in medical science as far as reconstructive surgery on these things go, but he could still be a good player. He could still be a great player, but he's not going to be Darrell Rivas ever again. That's just my opinion, but I say you get what you can get for him now. You're like not the, going to get anything later. He's just going to walk away. Right. You like the fact that Idzik, our new GM, is <clears throat> um, basically going with the same approach that I did with the Seattle Seahawks, stockpiling draft picks and trying to get young and try to to rebuild this team and it might take a couple of years to do, 
but look what the Seattle Seahawks have done. You think that this is what Idzik is trying to do? Well, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. You know, the team needed to be broken down and kind of, you know, the big money guys had to go. Guys like Calvin Pace, who, who weren't being very productive anyway, had to go. Uh, the one loss on this team, outside of Dustin Kelly, because that one kind of stings, but, you know, it, it's a business, and I understand that. But I'll tell you, the one player that, that uh, the loss that kind of bothers me a little bit is the loss of Mike DeVito. Yeah. And I, I understand that, that Kenrick Ellis is going to slide over, and he's going to play the nose, and I'm sure he'll he'll be effective. You know what I mean? But is he going to be Mike DeVito? I don't know. I don't know. I look forward to seeing some games this year. You know, I, I didn't get to see many of the games last year, not live anyway. I watched a lot of them in replays. I was in D.C. Blackouts on Sundays mostly. But. Right. Um, so, the, I mean, the last big piece is, uh, I, I don't know, at this point with Mark Sanchez, I think uh, so many people are to blame. I think he's regressed. I think the team didn't supply him with the offensive uh, weapons that he needed to to perform last year. Uh, this what, the third different offense that he's playing with. I, I don't know what – I think they've ruined Sanchez. I think Sanchez, like I said, he's to blame, but so are the Jets at this point. Unfortunately, I think his career as a Jet is done after next year. I agree. Yeah. I, well, you know, the one, uh, the one signing that I was kind of hoping for uh, was, uh, was kind of put to rest today by, uh, by Campbell getting signed. He's uh, – He's he's off the mark. Or not Campbell. What's his name? Um, he used to be the quarterback for the Redskins. <laughs> Isn't it Campbell? I think it's Campbell. I saw today that Jason he got, Campbell. Jason Campbell. That's it. I saw that he got uh, he got signed today by the Browns. Oh well. So he's off the market. I was kind of hoping that he could maybe come in and compete. Because David Garrard, really? <laughs> That's what I said. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. What about uh, just looking around the NFL, talking some football here on the off-season hot stove football? As we approach the draft, um, is there is there any reason that the Jets should trade up to get a, no. a quarterback? <laughs> you didn't even have to finish the <laughs> question. No, the answer no. is no. No, no, there's no reason. I, I mean, unless Geno Smith falls in your lap, no. God, no. <laughs> That's true. Geno Smith might be the only person that I would trade up if, if anybody. But uh, you're right. The, right now, the Jets are rebuilding. Welcome, Dave, back into studio, Dave. Um, looks like Dave's really busy. But uh, we, yeah, we've been talking for about 37 minutes here on football. Had Bear Pascal on. 37. Shut up. <laughs> I think what if you guys have thrown for the last few minutes that I had to step out and take care of uh, no reason. program think, director business? No, nothing. I think we should just take a time out, sir. Okay, uh, folks, we'll be right back. Uh, we have a couple of ads that we need to play here on the 1640 end um, while Joe plays some stuff on uh, on the other side there. So, folks, we will be right back. And, of course, you're listening to 1640 AM Ironbound Radio in Newark, New Jersey. Check us out on ir1640amradio.com and, of course, on the TuneIn app. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Morgan Willard, Miss Oklahoma, USA 2010. Make sure to check out Pure Gold every week at puregoldpg.com. Dave and Joe always bring the best in entertaining talk radio and great guests like me. Chase Blacker and just signed with the Panthers. Hey, this is recording artist Sahara Star, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Be sure to check back every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to tune in to the best Internet talk show on the East Coast. 
Live from 1640 AM Ironbound Radio in Newark, New Jersey, this is Pure Gold with your hosts, David and Joe. And we'll still be right back. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. You're talking. It's picking up the sound. Good job, Joe. And son. Hey, this is Lisa Marie Latino of Longshot Productions. Make sure to tune in to Pure Gold every week for the best in sports, wrestling, and just about everything else there is to talk about. You can hear some of the best interviews around with some great guests. Joe and Dave always keep it PG, and you should too. Coming to you live from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, this is Pure Gold with your host, David and Joe. Hi, my name is Anna Zalewski, and I play FBI agent E. Reardon in the thriller Jerusalem Countdown, and you're listening to Pure Gold. Hi, this is Brittany Bell, Miss Arizona USA 2010, and make sure to tune in every week to Pure Gold for the best interviews and talk radio. Joe and David. This is Dick Grayson, better known as Robin or Nightwing, and when I'm not fighting crime with or without Batman in Gotham City, I'm listening to Pure Gold. Folks, we are back. Pumped as always, to be a part of the show here at 1640 AM Ironbound Radio in Newark, New Jersey. All right, sir, we, we we got some football out of the way. Talk some football as, you know, whoa, that's loud. But anyway, we... Yeah, sorry, I need to make sure that we are on the air, but you can take your headphones off because we don't need them since we'll be talking to <laughs> each other in this room. Unless Jerry Recco does call at 7 p.m., which, you know... We need we need some good news uh, today after uh, being denied WrestleMania friends. So let's get back to the WrestleMania, <laughs> folks. For those of you just tuning in, uh, Joe and I will not be going to WrestleMania. We got hosed by the WWE. Uh, Joe is devastated. Uh, sad sad day. But uh, we are joined in studio by Todd Johnstone, who managed to pull a classic Todd and you know botch the Bear Pasco spot. You know, with uh, nice uh, I'm fumbling one. over my words, Bear. I, uh, Todd gave me some, some sad news. He said that Chase Blackburn, that's for his sources, signed with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I like Chase Blackburn. I thought he was a good player. He helped the Giants win the Super Bowl. He's gone. I'm sad. Let's move on. You, so we were, we were talking about wrestling before we got Bear on the show. Oh, we were? And wrestling? there's really no news on the TNA side. For WWE, this past Monday at Raw, they had a great match. I don't know if you caught it, sir, but they had Dolph Ziggler. You know, you know I did not catch it. Catching... Uh, wrestling Chris Jericho it was a really good match. It was solid, and Chris Jericho put on the walls of Jericho. Then the match had Dolph tap out. Really a hot spot. Gotta love that. Let me ask you, sir, uh, as a fan, of course, uh, wrestling. What are they doing with Dolph Ziggler? Why in the world this guy gets the? If you notice with the with the uh, mid card champions like Antonio Cesaro, who's the United States champion, ironically enough, and uh, Wade Barrett, who's the Intercontinental champion, these guys lose left and right, but they're the number quote unquote number two guys on their side of the fence. They're doing the same exact thing, that same lack of logic when it comes to um, Dolph Ziggler. He won the money in the bank, and they've been having him lose all the time. What's up with that, sir? Well, you said it. Didn't you say that one of the things that Triple H needs to take under his wing is proper booking of the money in the bank winners? Because every money in the bank winner that we've had ever 
has has pretty much been botched up in terms of the way they've been booked. And I, I don't understand why the WWE feels the need to do that because honestly, they have a good thing going with Dolph Ziggler. Fans are happy, they're they're pumped, they think he's all he's the greatest, and yet they have him losing left and right. I don't understand it. Me either. If there's any good news uh, about wrestling, um, is the fact that on um, you know at the end of Raw you had a debate between John Cena and Rock, and the of good course, thing is course. there was some, there were some hints, sir. Hints. I, I want to say hints. Hints. Because, what know, kind of hints are we talking about, sir? We're hints, hinting at that John Cena might be headed for a heel turn, and I know we've said this many a times on the show, talked about it for many times how this is the perfect time for John Cena to go heel, blah blah blah. blah. Never happens, but sir, he was—he said some heelish things on on this past Monday, saying how when Rock didn't beat him at WrestleMania last year, he beat Cena himself. Beat, yeah, Cena beat Cena. Well, I don't know about that, but I think that we've talked so much about him going heel. There's been too many times where we've said, "Well, John Cena's going heel. John Cena's going heel." I actually had a chat with a friend on Twitter about this, and uh, like I was telling this person. <laughs> I don't see how Cena's going heel. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Just like I said, I believe it when I see it with Todd showing up in studio. So that was a, that was a big plus there, Todd. Uh, actually, Miracles do happen. Yes, they do. But uh, Cena turning heel, as much as you and I want that to happen, I, you know, we'll be watching from the comfort of someone else's home. <laughs> Gotta love the irony of that, folks. We thought we were going to be live watching it, going nuts in the media center, but oh, baby, we are not going to WrestleMania. Um but as much as we want him to go heel, I don't know, man. I mean, is he, you think he's going to go heel seriously? Well, it's either that or I'm, I'm starting to think that The Rock beats him again at WrestleMania and then he has this total meltdown at WrestleMania. Well, that would be great if, if that happened. That's the only thing I could think of. So uh, if John Cena wins, we riot at Hans' house. Apparently we're watching this at in Clifton, right? Uh, we're watching it at Yes, we are. So we'll riot there if, if John Cena does win and he's still face. Um I don't know if you heard about this, sir, but Ric Flair is in the hospital. I don't know if he's out of the hospital with a blood clot. Any update on that? Did you uh, no, I wasn't able to get an update on that. Well, that's good. Um, so that's really the wrestling talk. Next week, we I think we're in, uh, planning other shows, uh, planning to do some wrestling specials with other shows. I mean, we have the Ken Reed show. We have the Three Kings show that's on Mondays. Again, Ken Reed on Tuesday nights here on 1640 AM. So, you know, it's a big week in terms of wrestling. It's their Super Bowl, quote-unquote, sir. So hopefully we'll have some kind of wrestling special. It'll be all wrestling as we get ready for WrestleMania 29, the WrestleMania that we were not invited to by Mr. James from the WWE. Did I reiterate that we're not going to WrestleMania? Yeah, I think you mentioned that a couple of times. Uh, I don't know why you feel the need to just bash James last night. Uh, because probably he's the one that called me. So moving right on from wrestling since there's not that much else to report. Oh, sir? I actually have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, please. What is it about wrestling... Uh like today, you know, somebody like me who used to, I used to watch a lot of wrestling Saturday mornings, man. I used to love it. You, you're talking about like 90 years, uh, sorry, I mean in the 80s, like you said before, uh, 30 years ago? Back in the days when we used to have to crack up the television. <laughs> not, no, seriously though, like what is it, about, for me, it's, is it just, I guess it's like, it's like, uh, it's like trying to watch The Walking Dead starting with season three. You can't really come in in the middle of it. Now, what is it that wrestling can do that can that can bring like uh, an old timer fan like myself back? Joe, I think that uh, I think you you're the best that you're the most adept at handling this, sir. Yeah, the, the answer to that is absolutely nothing. There's no reason to come back to wrestling ever. I mean, the way I've uh, described being a wrestling fan these days, like 
being hooked on bad crack or bad weed. I mean, you you, you take it because you think it's going to give you a high, but it doesn't give you nothing but heartache. It's a disaster. I, I don't I don't even watch. You sound anymore. like a you sound like a jilted lover. First of all, and second of all, so many people are uh, are into wrestling now because they say Triple H has made so many changes, and yet you're here, you know, crying the blues. What's up with that, sir? How much wrestling have you watched in the last month? Well, that's, I don't have TV anymore. My, okay. my, you know, I have a television. I watch Netflix. I've actually watched more wrestling because I've been watching. Uh, I was watching the best of WCW Nitro. I saw the NWO Revolution. I saw uh, WWE uh, Undisputed Championship. What else? All I mean, nostalgia. He's talking about all CM nostalgia. Punk. I mean, I've seen a lot of DVDs and things, so that that's great. But getting back to Todd's question, I think that. Uh, wrestling, what they need to do is simplify the stories, keep it interesting, good guy versus bad guy, forget about blurring the line between faces and heels. That's a mistake. I've always thought that's a mistake because in movies there's conflict. You know, the reason, for example, let, let me let me use a comic book example, The Punisher, right? Punisher's a guy who's not a hero and he's not a villain. He's somewhere in the middle. The reason his comics don't sell and the reason his comics don't work and the reason for the most part his movies haven't worked is because he's the kind of guy you can't root for. You can't root for him and you're kind of not really sure to root against him. And those books don't sell well, and, you know, they end up getting canceled all the time because that character is not eminently likable. He's not bad. He's not good. The WWE needs to define face and heel like they used to back in the 80s. The reason that you liked Hulk Hogan is because he was like a superhero, and you thought that he was going to get the job done against the evil, the King Kong Bundys, the, you know, uh, Roddy Pipers, the Paul Orndorffs, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. When they tried it against the Warrior, it was great because they had two amazing fan bases. It's kind of like Superman and Batman facing off. But at the end of the day, they have to be on the same side. When you have guys who are sort of face and sort of heel, and as popular as Steve Austin was, say whatever you want, sir, he was a face. He was a quote-unquote tweener because he gave the boss a stunner, but he was a good guy. He was not a bad guy. He firmly aligned himself with, you know, whatever necessary with the good guys, you know. And, again, that's going back to Todd. I think that's the key. Kids like it regardless, but when you have guys who are crossing the line and trying to be the cool heel, I think that's what messed up wrestling personally. And now Triple H is trying to bring it back. You know, you need to have good matches. You need to have quality matches. But, you know, also having characters, not characters like Fandango, sir. Fandango. You have to say his name right or he won't wrestle. He knows that. Oh, good job, Todd. Now, how how did you... Um, Don. (laughs) What I want to know is, Todd, how did you know that? Quite frankly, I, uh, they talk about it a lot on the Opie and Anthony show, and that's how I know it. Interesting. <laughs> Sam Roberts, one of their production guys, is a huge Yeah, fan. as a matter of fact, The Miz was just on his show recently on Sirius, and I was listening to that the other day, so that's interesting. See, folks, Todd is bringing some uh, wrestling goodness to the table as I see Joe yawning it up. Enough of this wrestling crap talk. Not going to WrestleMania. Let's get on to some other topics, shall we? The NCAA tournament that Dave has no idea what's going on. Me either. Uh, well, at least I print out the brackets for you guys. I just want to mention that we're at the Sweet 16, and you got a couple of the favorites in there still. You got Louisville, even uh, Miami. All the one seeds are still in there: Kansas, Indiana. Um, actually, except for the one one seed that everyone thought was going to get to the Final Four is Gonzaga. They actually were knocked off by uh, Wichita State. So Wichita State is playing the the, the role of the you know Cinderella story, but the real Cinderella. Is all the way to your right on the south the south bracket. You have the, on the south side. Yep, you have the Florida Gulf Coast team, a 15 seed, sir, and Todd, a 15 seed, making it to the Sweet 16 for the first time ever. They play Florida tomorrow night, I believe Thursday night. Yeah, tomorrow night at nine, about ten o'clock, they'll play each other. But 
I think this team is really better than their ranking, and I think that they have a chance to go to the Elite Eight and possibly the Final Four. Their biggest challenge is obviously going to be against Florida. And I know obviously. you guys probably don't follow the tournament at all. No, I love no, the tournament we definitely because don't. there's – I'm big on tournaments. I always tell Dave, like, the King of the Ring should always be a big, like, 16-man tournament. This is a 64-team tournament. The beauty of it is that you have to win every game to, you know, advance, win, and you win, and you win – Five wins, and you get into the championship game. So hopefully this team that's capturing, it might not have captured your heart yet, but this Florida Gulf Coast team, if they beat Florida tomorrow night and they're on their way to the Elite <laughs> Eight, you're going to hear a lot about them. They're making news right now. I'm not sure that. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely captured my heart. <laughs> In a couple Florida years, you can watch it on Netflix. <laughs> what about LaSalle? <laughs> what about LaSalle? Oh, Philadelphia Sports Radio, it being that I kind of live in that area a little bit. I mean, they're talking about LaSalle radio, or it's just <laughs> LaSalle basketball. <laughs> I mean, it's like the only thing the city has got to look forward to. I mean, what else would they have to look forward to there in Philly, other than, you know, criminals and ex-convicts and things like that <laughs> running their uh, their football franchises? Um, you know what? Philly sucks. That's all I have to say about that. The only thing good about Philly is their cheesesteaks, and uh, I've been to I've been up to uh, the Poconos, and they have some damn good cheesesteaks there, so forget about <laughs> Philly. <laughs> Filthy greasers down there. I don't know why, but growing up as a, a NCAA fan, I grew up rooting for Knicks, uh, not the Knicks, the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> that is a Dave G. Is yeah. the Knicks? Okay, good. No, definitely not the. Why Knicks. did you root for Duke? Duke, I just I, I remember. Because you like Duke from GI Joe? No, I I like Mike Shashevsky. I like Joe, you know, and I like Grant Hill. Grant Hill is probably one of my favorite players of all time in college. Let me ask you a question, Mike Shashevsky. How in the world is his name pronounced Shashevsky when it's actually like Krzyzewski? Krzyzewski? That's, that's what I want to know. Is it some type of like scam that he has going on? Because uh, Coach K is Coach S or whatever you want to call it. I remember Grant Hill. Grant Hill was a uh, big ears, that guy, and he was quite a big <laughs> He was quite a basketball player with the Orlando Magic, I remember. Um, but you like Duke, the Blue Devils, as it were. Um, now, as an adult, who are you rooting for? I still root for Duke, and they're still they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. I don't think they're going to make it much further than that. They're going to run. Wait, they're already at the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, they're oh, at the Sweet Sixteen. That goes to show how little I've been paying attention. Now, did they ever? Uh, ex- now, this is going to tell you all the college uh, football, football, college basketball. I know. Did they ever expand the tournament or still at sixty-four? I know there was talk about them going to sixty-eight. Well, they they let some teams try to get into the tournament. They consider that the first round. Like Seton Hall or no? No, not Seton Hall. They're usually NIT. <laughs> Suck. Uh, yeah. But uh, there are 68 teams that try to get in. They have these uh, play-in games on Tuesday night, I think. And these are teams that, you know, rarely – they play like the one seed or the two seed, and they, they rarely get in. But there still are 64 teams. They were thinking about expanding it even more than that. Uh, that help us. Yeah, to 96 teams. That would be a little bit I too much. I think what they should do is they should let every team in, in uh, NCAA Division One, Two, Three, every division, let them all play like in a big Royal Rumble War Game-style tournament where they're all playing in one night and all, all over the country, and the winners of those advance to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Then eventually, once you get like uh, down to 64, you just so basically it'll take three months, but it'll be great because it'll be like a uh, you know uh, round robin uh, loser must die type of match. What do you think about that, Joe? So moving on to basketball talk. <laughs> you know, since we're talking about NCAA, we might as well get right to the NBA. I have a good question. Nobody answered to me. I tweeted it out. I don't think anybody replied Chef to me. Chef mic off. Right now, the Miami Heat winners of 27 games in a row are. I know that. You know they're about six away from getting the tying the record. Seven, it's 34, correct? Right, tying the record six, seven. The Fakers. Yeah, against the Fakers. Uh, the Fakers have the, 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 that record from 72, 73. My question to you both, and I want your take on this because nobody answered me on Twitter. 
What's what's more impressive, if the Heat win 34 games in a row, or the fact that in 1998 the Bulls won and won 72 games? They went 72 and 10. What do you think is more impressive, a 34 game winning streak or winning 72 games in an NBA season? I'm sure Todd is a huge uh, basketball fan is going to chime in on this. I would have to say the Bulls because, I mean, to lose 10 games in a season, that's ridiculous. He got off to a terrible start, and now, you know, again, 27 games in a row. That is impressive, don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying this because I don't like LeBron and I actively root against the Heat, but the truth is I think that what the Heat are doing now is great, but it's not at the same level, 72 and 10. 72 and 10 is almost, and again, I say almost, it's almost like going undefeated in a season if you think about it. I mean, in a a basketball season or, or a football season, it's so hard to do. I mean, if let's say the Heat do win 34, right? I don't know. Do you have the Heat's record there, sir? Do you have the NBA? Yeah, page five on your rundown, sir. All right, we have so many rundowns, so many sheets, so many things here that, you know, we need, we need our own Jerry Rello, a.k.a. Tom, to figure this out. Folks, right now, uh, wait, I'm looking at the NHL. What the I, I know that. before that. I know Ottawa is not playing in uh, the NBA. But, um, yeah, they've played well, the, so far. The Miami Heat, folks, uh, they're 56 and 14. So at this point, they've played 70 games in the year. There's about 12 games left to go, right? Right. So if they win six games, that'll put them at 62 and 14, which would be incredible. Um, I mean, still, it's not 72 and 10. No matter what they do, they can't go 72 and 10. So um, if they want out for the rest of the year, for the next 12 games, then that would be quite impressive. But I don't see it happening. What about you, Todd? I have to agree. I, I would say that the 72 and 10 record is, is – uh Something that's more impressive. You know, I want to look at the result of the whole season. I don't, I don't care what you did for part of it. Right. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, going back to, for example, the Seattle Mariners, if you guys remember, I believe it was, uh, was it 1998 when they Same won 114 year. games? Yeah. Right? They lost. You know, who won the World Series that year? The Yankees. That That's what you remember. Sports nerds and stats guys like us can say, oh, wow, they won X amount of games. But at the end of the day, who cares? The Bulls went 72-10, and 10 and they won the NBA championship. And at the end of the day, Give me titles over individual records, over, you know, team records. Give me titles, and that's what matters. And I know you agree with me, Joe, because you're always telling me how you don't want the Lakers to win another title because they're, was it 18-17? 17-16. The Lakers are are beating the Celtics in Joe's uh, no. mind. Oh, wait, sorry, the Celtics are beating the Lakers. So um, I'm hoping that the Lakers will win the next two years in a row just to, just to piss <laughs> Joe off. No, but seriously. Um, Joe, when you talk about titles, at the end of the day, is that not what matters most? If the Heat go and let's say they break the record, hell, they're going to win 40 games in a row, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is where they would end up if they won. No, it would be 39 games in a row at the end of the season, right? Yep. Who cares? If they don't win the title, does it really matter? Unfortunately, it doesn't matter. I, I hope that the Miami Heat win out the rest of the season and they, they take all their energy, they put all their effort into this, and then they crumble in the playoffs. Considering that the Boston Celtics are hurt right now, they're barely in the playoffs. You look at them, and you and I think that the Heat right now are playing at a great level, obviously. But wouldn't it be great if all the pressure in the world, they win out the rest of the season, and then they go into the playoffs, and somehow... Right. So they go out, and this they lay an egg, and they get eliminated by the playoffs. I mean, sir, look at your Knicks. Since Carmelo Anthony has returned, and you know who Anthony is, right? Who's Anthony? Carmelo, he's the... You the Godfather. Hold on a second. I believe this is the playoffs. Who talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I love this soundbite. The Knicks have turned it around. Uh, They had a a putrid road trip on the West Coast, but they were able to salvage one game against the Utah Jazz, and now they're winners of five in a row. Is Carmelo still the Jazz, sir? Yes. John Stockton. Yes. (laughs) So anyway, Carmelo Anthony's back. You the Godfather. 
Do you know Kmart is open again in Madison Square Garden? They have are, you, Kmart. are you talking about Canyon Martin? Yeah, he's been the savior for this team for the last couple of games. I mean, he's put some um, much-needed like defense and much-needed, I don't know what you call it, some... Oops. Well, you know, he, when he was with the Nets, he was a pretty good player. Obviously, injuries have beset his, his career. I just can't believe he's still playing. Maybe he's the godfather. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for uh, me... Novak would be driving a Buick. <laughs> I love Novak, Novak, but if it wasn't for me, he'd be driving a Buick. And for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about last week, and I know uh, those of you on the uh, Blog Talk Radio aspect weren't able to hear the song, but we did play the J.R. Smith, the great J.R. Smith, the legend J.R. Smith, a song that was written and performed for him. And we had John Paul Gonzalez live in the studio, who, by the way, folks, you can listen to tomorrow between 7 and 8 uh, on his show, The Olin Show. Um... We had him in, and we were just going nuts singing. Joe and I, we had a blast. That was probably one of our most fun episodes there. It definitely was. And uh, like I was saying, the Knicks right now, they're playing at a level where you they were playing back in November and December. This is a team that, you know, if they stay healthy, I think they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals against a team like the Miami Heat. Unfortunately, I think the Miami Heat would beat them. But, you know, all bets are off. I, I think that any team in the East right now can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals except for maybe one or two teams like the Milwaukee Bucks. But you look at the Bulls, you look at the Nets, even the Nets could potentially make a run in the Eastern Conference. Then you look at the Western Conference, you look at the San Antonio Spurs, you look at the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, these teams on the on the West are really stacked. And the Denver Nuggets, winners of 15 in a row, they just lost that winning streak. Um, you know, they just lost that winning streak last night or two nights ago. So they're even a team to compete with. So, the West has a lot stronger teams, but right now you're competing against the Miami Heat, who are winners again of 27 in a row. It's so weird to even say 27 in a row. That, as impressive as 72 and 10 is, I think 27 victories. If they get to the record and get 34, that that's impressive too. I agree with you guys. 72 is more impressive. What do you think, sir? The Knicks at this point, uh, the way they're playing, you think that they they can make a good run at least in the playoffs and get to the Eastern Conference Finals? I think you know, it looks like. The Knicks are close. They only have a two and a half game lead uh, against the the Nets, but I think they can. I think if they win the the East, I think that'd be a great accomplishment for them this year. Uh, of course, with the Godfather leading them, and of course Jared Smith hitting those, hitting those uh, dropping threes from every which angle. Um, I don't think that the Knicks are going to do much in the playoffs, but I would like them to at least win a couple of games. You know, don't go out like a bunch of punk. You know what, punk suckers, and get swept or you know win a couple of games, make it a series. You know, win a round. Give me something to look forward to next year, uh, Nick. Come on, do something. You think that uh, you think the Knicks, if they lose in the first round, you think that uh, what's his name? I don't even know your head coach's name, Mike something. Woodson. Mike Woodson <laughs> gets fired. Charles Woodson. Yeah. Uh, I don't. No, I don't think he's gonna get fired. I think that uh, James Dolan loves to keep guys around for years. And you're not. I mean, he, you know, he's done a decent job. I know that the the shine is off the. Brand new car, as it were. The new car smell is off the Mike Woodson uh, train, but I think that um, he probably they'll probably give him another year, and they're going to bring back Donnie Walsh, and possibly, uh, you know, they're going to bring back Patrick uh, Riley to be the, the head coach. Uh, do you? I mean, are you a Knicks fan? If, if given, uh, do you even like basketball? Do, do you even like sports, Michael? <laughs> no, I'm not a basketball fan. Um, I, I'm I'm casually familiar from uh, from sports radio. And the great thing about this show, folks, and I have to say this right now. Well, first of all, 
Joe, I don't know if you knew this, but in two weeks, on April 10th, which we're going to have Kristen Ledlow, who just had her own, who has her own sports radio show on CBS Sports Radio, that is going to be our 150th episode. So big shout out to us for you know not letting the wheels fall off the bus on this jalopy as we as we bring it down the home stretch. Uh, yeah. But um, thanks, Todd. What I love about this show is that you have a guy like Joe who who has no life obviously and just sits there watching sports every day, knows all these sports, all these facts. And Joe is pretty much the brains behind the actual sports aspect of this. Myself, I'm all entertainment. I know some sports, but I'm mostly entertainment because Joe, let's face it, is as entertaining as uh, watching lint dryer or linoleum curl. But then you have Todd, who probably knows even less sports than I do, but he's great when it comes to, you know, football. And this is a great show because we have such an eclectic mix. Joe's a know-it-all, you know, that gets mistaken for other ethnicities and other cultures, but that's neither here nor there. But on this show, it's not strictly sports talk radio, and I love it because we do everything. And Joe knows about everything, so Joe, you are officially the godfather of this show. I'd be driving a Buick. <laughs> no, if it wasn't for you, I'd be driving oh, a that's Buick. Right. That's right. Let's uh, since Dave says uh, we talk, also, we've been talking a lot about sports today. Let's let's get off the the beaten path and talk about some entertainment news and nuggets. Revolution Sir came back this past Monday. I watched it. I, I thought it was a pretty decent show, considering that that show was off the air for about two and a half months, or even three months. Who knew what happened? Uh, they they caught you up pretty good. Um, the ratings were down from what I read. That they weren't as good as they thought it would be. But then, hell, when you have shows go off the air for like five months, what do you expect? People probably forgot the Revolution was even on the air. I flipped past it the other night when it was on, and uh, my daughter said to me, is that show still on? <laughs> How old is your daughter? Fifteen. Look at that. A teenager knows. What the what the hell's going on? Five months? Come on. That's, that's ridiculous. That is so Out of control. Revolution did make its way back. Um, and then this this Sunday on Easter. I don't know why they picked Easter. I guess they figured people are watching TV on Easter night. But um, Game of Thrones comes back to HBO. That's that's a big show amongst the amongst science the fiction peeps? people. The science fiction people. So you got Game of Thrones back. And well, Todd's I, a big science fiction guy. <laughs> I like science fiction. My daughter's actually reading uh, the Game of Thrones novel. How is that good? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, uh, again, Todd, you, you're, you're great. Bring Continue, it, sir. Bring it like no other. Oh, and by the way, I just have to throw this out there. I love the fact that uh, Joe has uh, surreptitiously or surreptitiously fired Hans as the entertainment reporter. Todd somehow out of the mothballs, he gets this guy out of the gutter. Yeah, I was like face first in a gutter, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Nowhere to be found on the Imperial Airways. Todd comes out of nowhere. He's back in the show. He's in studio, and yet Hans is somehow banned. I love that. You're over here talking about TV shows, Game of Thrones, and all this other nonsense. Get Hans back on the air. I figure anybody Let's get could, awkward segment. I figure anybody could do these entertainment updates, so why not give it a try? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, some other things in the entertainment world. Um, Movie-wise, sir, Olympus has fallen. I don't. I know that you haven't even heard of it until I told you about it. But this movie. No, I, I know what it is. You're talking about the. Uh, oh, the now you do. No, I knew about it before you because Hans had actually told me about it. With Gerard Butler, where Morgan Freeman somehow is again associated with, the, not the president, but associated with the president for like the 50th movie in his career. Yeah, and Two Face, uh, Eckhart is in the. Yeah, uh, Aaron Eckhart, absolutely, uh, or uh, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent, right? So. Now you were saying the. How is it doing in the box office? I think it's doing. I think it's number one at the moment. I, I, oh, Joe, Joe is the entertainment player. He has no idea. I think it's number one. Let's check out box office mojo. Well, anyway, I, I saw this preview on TV. I, then I caught the YouTube trailer. I really think that it, it looks like a decent movie. Uh, it's getting no play, I don't think, as much as it as it should. Maybe because uh, disaster movies are overplayed at this point. Uh, as we read some things, 
The Cruds. Crushes Olympus. The Cruds. Uh, 44, almost 44 million. The Cruds. Oh, you are a Crud. Um, Olympus has fallen 30 million. Did quite well. Oz the Great and Powerful, which I've heard isn't even that great of a film. Uh, Terrible again, reviews. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's be let's be honest. James Franco. This movie's made almost two hundred million dollars in just a couple of weeks, basically. This movie, James Franco's not a good actor. He's not a good leading man. If you remember the Spider-Man films? He was terrible yeah. as as uh, you know, what's his face, um, Harry Osborn. And you know, this it's basically the prequel to the Wizard of Oz. I mean, who cares? The good thing for Disney though is that they were expecting this to be a massive bomb, and it has not been. So kudos to them. I mean, hell, their production budget, they haven't even reached it, but they're getting close, and it'll definitely rake in more overseas. The one good movie that John, James Franco was in was 127 Hours. I don't think you ever saw that I didn't. I know. I, I saw part of it, and it was so bad. I mean, not bad. We couldn't watch it. It was just too much. I think my wife was pregnant at the time. We just couldn't handle it. Do you know 127 Hours by chance? I do. I didn't see it, but I know the story. Yeah, I, I think he did a good job in that movie. So um, so there's your box office reports for the odds, the great and powerful. You got Olympus has fallen. The what? The Cruz? Is it really pronounced the Cruz? It's the Cruz, yeah. So it's the Cruz. I have a question about that uh, Olympus has fallen movie. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, like you, I've seen the trailers on uh, on YouTube and such. Uh, is the president in the White House when this happens? I think he is. Well, speaking of the president, let, let's shift gears for a second and completely <laughs> ignore Todd's question. You want to talk about the president in the White House? Let's talk about G.I. Joe retaliation because Zartan is the president in this movie. The president is in the White House. The Cobra flags are falling. I got to say, that movie, sir, actually looks great. You and I went to see the first one out of nostalgia. Did you see the first movie? I That's did. Horrible film. The only redeeming aspect of it was Channing Tatum, and that goes to show how bad that film was. Um, Channing Tatum, not, not a huge fan of his. Uh, a bit stiff, as it were. He's a stiff worker like Joe is. No entertainment factor. But anyway, this movie with The Rock, from what I've read, got really good reviews. It's going to make a killing in the box office. I want to watch it, and I think it's going to be great. Sir, do you have any interest? Yeah, I have no interest in it. And I don't care if The Rock is in it or not. I, I, I didn't like the first movie. I don't, I, yeah, but I this movie, sir, this movie is actually completely different. All the reviews I've read have said that this is G.I. Joe done the right way with explosions, action, no crazy suits. That's what really turned me off from the first film was those ridiculous suits that they were wearing those. Awful Power Rangers suit. I think two movies I'm really waiting for, and I might go watch Olympus Has Fallen. I might not. I might wait for it to come out on DVD or Blu-ray. I think the two movies I really want to watch this year are the new Star Trek movie and the new Superman movie. It's well, the not- Star Trek movie actually looks good. Uh, and the first one, I, I really did you like that one? I, I really it. enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Did you I watch that? It was fantastic. Yeah, it was an awesome film. Uh, and Chris Pine is a guy who actually is a pretty good actor, unlike Channing Tatum. So I think this movie is going to be great. I think if, if you guys have either of you have been to the movies recently. You see the poster for that movie? It, it's amazing. You have, like, the Star Trek insignia basically cut out of the building. Love it. Um, as a graphic designer, it just blows my mind. But I think that that film is going to be really good. And I, Superman, I'm hoping it, it does not disappoint. But as I'm wearing a Superman shirt today, um, I definitely hope it doesn't disappoint. What about you, Todd? Do you think that's going to be any good? The new Superman movie? Yes, sir. That's what we were talking about. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Am I looking forward to that. I mean, me personally, the last... Calm down, Todd. Just calm the down. Last, I love Superman. Superhero movies. Uh, the last Superman movie that they did so kind of wrap up that that last awful. You didn't like it? You talking about Superman Returns? Yeah. You didn't you, like other it? than the fact that Superman was stalking Lois Lane like a weirdo pervert, yeah, that was great. Or let, let me throw this out there. This, oh, is, this is a pet peeve of mine. And the one thing I'm sure that I'm going to hate about the new Superman film, and we talked about it at length, I've always hated the leading ladies in all these Superman films, uh, the in superhero films, except for. Um, Margot Kidder, who was great in the original Superman movies, there's no denying that. Um, but Lois Lone, I mean Lois Lane, who is Amy Adams in this film, I just, 
I can't stand her. And I can't I couldn't stand Kate Bosworth. To me, Brandon Ralph did a great job, but Kate Bosworth was terrible as Lois and that ruined it because when I look at Smallville, Erica Durant was awesome as Lois Lane, even though my wife hates her guts, but that's a, a sidebar. But when I look at the new Spider Man film again, I thought that uh, Emma Stone did a great job as uh, as Gwen Stacy. So you know these newer <laughs> as the chair breaks. Lay off the bubble burgers. Yeah, lay off the bubble burgers, Mike. Um, when I look at the the recent films, they're doing a better job. So I'm hoping Amy Adams doesn't suck it up. But I'm not. I'm looking forward to the film for Henry Cavill. But I'm not looking for, and even some of the other actors like Diane Lane and, uh, and Kevin Costner. But I'm not looking forward to Amy Adams' portrayal in this film. But you were saying, Tom. I, t- I thought that that last Superman movie was really great. You know, as you know, when I was a young kid when those movies first came out, you know, I, I just thought that it was incredibly thoughtful and respectful to the original series. Um, I wasn't crazy about Kate Bosworth as as Lois Lane, but she was well, you know much easier to look at than Margaret Kidder, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd, uh, folks, uh, well, we have a uh, footage of Todd who actually was in love with Margaret Kidder, and uh, from what I've heard, there's actually posters on the wall. They're still on the wall uh, as per Todd's wife, but that's neither here nor there. So we destroyed uh, all this. <laughs> um, I, you can't really compare. Yeah, Kate, Kate Bosworth is, I guess, better looking than Margaret Kidder, but come on, I mean. Let's talk about Superman. Linda Carter, she was awesome as uh, as Wonder Woman, but uh, <laughs> calm down, sir. You know, when you look at these movies, uh, Spider Man again is an example with uh, with as Hans would say, old Snaggletooth Kirsten Dunst, just a, an awful looking woman. And again, this is not about looks per se, but this woman is supposed to be a supermodel, and they picked Kirsten Dunst, great actress, not much to look at. Now, I, I just, that stuff like that, the casting in these films is what really bothers me, but if the lead actor does a good job, then I think that's the most important. When we look at um, The Dark Knight Rises, I mean, you know, Anne Hathaway, although I, I can't stand her politics and basically anything she says other than movie-related stuff, um, you know, she wasn't a bad-looking woman. Um, what, what's the other one, Talia Agul? I forget her name right now, but I, I'll have to look her up. Uh, you know, the, the actress who played her, you know, she's also, uh, you know, a handsome woman, as it were, so... Uh, yeah, good stuff on that end. <laughs> Great stuff on that end. Uh, so the the new Superman movie and the new Star Trek movie. So right? that's it, Joe. What was the last time you went to the uh, the Super Bowl? What was the last time you went to the movies? Like, um, actually, in there, in there, like somewhere. It, it was like this past Saturday, by the way. What did you watch? <laughs> I went to go see uh, what's that movie? Escape from Planet Earth. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, cartoon. That movie. It's a Disney cartoon. Disney cartoon. Yeah, Isn't the Rock in that? Yeah. Oh, how was yeah. that? The Rock is definitely not in there. But uh, I took Sabrina this past Saturday because my wife was out of town. This is an excuse. <laughs> of course. <laughs> definitely an excuse to go watch that movie. So I took Sabrina and I uh, went to a little theater right in Rutherford and uh, there was nobody there except me and Sabrina. Of course. So we got personal went, viewing. Nobody wanted to see that movie. Oh, and the actress, by the way, was Marion Carlard. That's the one that I was uh, at Yale Holmes. How can you forget that? So, anyway. uh, yeah, such an easy name. Um, so you went to go see the film. Aside from that, when was the last time you and the wife star went to a film? It was definitely The Dark Knight Rises last year. You you went with Andrew? Yes. I remember you were there. For the, the fifth time it was. You were that there. Was the fifth time. You're such a loser. <laughs> you were there at the midnight showing that I saw you at, and you basically pretend like you didn't know me, which is great, by the way. Well, yeah, because um, you were the one that was complaining this whole time about it. You're not going to go watch it, and then you go watch it. Well, the thing about that now is that I will never go to a midnight showing of any movie again because, A, my wife will not let me after the shooting happened, <laughs> and, B, yeah, yeah, keep <laughs> it up. And the fact that... um. You know, at the time, our, our child was, I don't even know how many months old she was, Six. but 
it wasn't six months. It wasn't, no, it was like eight or nine months. And, uh, you know, we, we, were, we were labeled as bad parents for that. But, you know, like a bad parent, like a Joe taking his daughter to see garbage, like Escape from Planet Earth. That's right. I should have called Dexter that night. I forgot. <laughs> he brought seven-month-old daughter to see Batman. Yeah, she hated it, too. It was actually nine months, you fool. She hated the film just as much as we did. Yeah, I saw her give the crotch shot. <laughs> this is crap. So anyway, those are two movies that uh, I want. I'm looking forward to, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to Hans not giving his take on it because he has been fired from Pure Gold. Odd uh, has not. Um, what, yeah, else, what else is going on? I'm gonna make sure Hans is in studio next week. If I even have to pay him, he's gonna be here one way or the other. See, next week is all wrestling, so I don't see why. Oh, that's I, true. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe for the 150th episode, <laughs> which is in two weeks, sir. Can you believe 150 episodes of this this trash that we show that we've been doing? Hard to believe, and uh, yeah, you're right. Just pure trash on pure gold. <laughs> Well, you realize this means <laughs> eight different studios. I mean, you realize that we have to get extra guests for this show because every time we've done a one-year anniversary, which we were off for two weeks, when we did our 100th episode, when we did our two-year anniversary, we've had special guests. We have to get this is two weeks away. We got to get the big guns out, sir. You name it, they're going to be on pure gold. But Todd will know where we we know we're in the building. Right now, we're at the peak of the uh, the show. We're at 7:15. I think it's only apropos that we break out from the cobwebs. That's right, folks. It's time for Dave to go to the bathroom and for Todd's take. So, sir, take it away. Oh, it's interesting that you guys were saying that. Hey, Todd, that. thanks so much for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you weren't going to do that if Jerry called. Not Todd. Uh, I forgot. No, Todd, take, take it away. Uh, I, I find it interesting that you guys were uh, were talking about how uh, we don't talk that much about sports and such, but uh, my take actually is a little bit about sports tonight, so... What I want to talk to you guys about tonight is uh, is fandom. You know, so I have questions for you guys. So let me ask this question: Are you a fan of a sports team? Obviously, Dave is a fan of the Giants. Definitely, maybe. I'm a Jet fan. You're a Jet fan. You're also an Islander fan. I am. You're actually able to take your head out of the sand this year. <laughs> I am. Which is nice. Uh, we're all Met fans, right? Of course. Badly. Suffering Met fans. So, uh, do you bleed the colors of your team? Oh, sorry nice. about that. Sorry, what were you saying, Todd? <laughs> you believe the colors of your team? Uh, no, I actually believe red. So no, I, I do not believe the Mets colors. All right, well, has your team ever done you wrong? Do you yeah. feel like your organization has done things specifically to you? Hey Joe, do you have a uh, you have a, a steel toe boot? You can just kick me repeatedly in the, the genitals because that's pretty much how I feel the Mets have done to me for the past oh twenty five, almost thirty years. Yeah, let's face it, two thousand was not a fun year if you're a Mets fan. No, it was not. Well, do you think that they owe you something for all the money you spend on tickets or merchandise? Or... Oh, yeah. Joe and I spend so much money on tickets and merchandise. You're talking about two guys who almost never go to sporting events. That's this show. This is the best show ever because we talk sports and we never go to the events. Just How about the hours that you've dedicated to uh, to watching them? Yes. Definitely. Definitely, maybe. Okay, well, why do you think that they owe you anything for that? This is where you play cricket. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, to the board. Um, wait, uh, Todd, I-, I have a soundbite for you uh, here. Wait, wait a second. What is the point? That's what that's what we all want to know. Um, the reason that we as fans feel that way, I think, is because we dedicate all this time, all this money, and th- we care more about our team than they do. Joe showed me a commercial, a legit commercial, from two years ago that's considered what is the worst, worst commercial of all time. <laughs> Probably. The Mets basically trying to reach out to the fans through some horrible commercial. It, it never aired, did it? It never made air. Yeah, it never made air. Horrible, horrible. You know, and it goes to show you how little the Mets care about their team, our team. Um, and it looks like we have a caller on hold here with a 585 number. Not sure... 
who that is, but uh, let's plug him in. Uh, you are on the air with Pure Gold. Who's this? Hey, guys. This is Chad out of New York. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, Chad, was it? <laughs> yeah, Chad. C-H-A-D. Oh, thanks so much for joining us. What would you like to talk about as we're, uh, we're, we're you know, it's always great to have a call. Tell us, what, what uh, what's on your mind, sir? Oh, man, there's there's so much on my mind. Um, I, I wanted to tell you guys I'm a first-time caller. I don't know if you were trying to stick with a particular theme or if you if it was okay to bring just about anything into this conversation. Well, tell us, uh, what what did you have on your mind uh, to talk about? Because we typically stick with sports and entertainment. I'm not sure you know, if this is your first time listening to us. You guys mainly focus on sports and entertainment, you said? Yes, sir. Oh okay. Uh good. Okay. Uh cuz your description says about anything and any and everything. So Yeah, well, I, <laughs> we talk about that, but uh we talk about movies. We just uh again, I don't know how long you've been listening, but we were just talking about the movies coming out this summer. We talked about sports. We had one of the New York Giants on. We were talking about wrestling. Um, you know, just ripping each other left and right. So we we cover it all, but okay. our main thing is sports and entertainment. Cool. Yeah, that that that's awesome actually. Um what I have to do, what I have to bring is um, probably something that nobody's ever called about before. So this will be kind of interesting. Um, I, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually a Christian. Okay. And um, I love to challenge people in their faith because I, I think number one that it's so important that we understand what's real out there. Okay. Whether you're talking about natural or supernatural, right? And but also too that there is a message. And uh, I was just curious if you guys were religious at all. Well, Joe claims to be a Catholic, but, uh, yeah, I'm a Christian myself. Uh, what did you want to discuss? Well, I wanted to ask you guys this this kind of question. And number one, uh, number two, I am actually a sports fan myself. Next time I call, I'd love to chat with you about football. I love, you guys like football? Yeah, Joe's a Jets fan, and I'm a Giants fan. Nice. Well, I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm probably the only one on the East Coast. Probably. I, I love it. Love it. I uh, love the NFL. It's awesome, too. But actually, my question here today, not relating to that, is this question. Um, what makes, what do you guys think makes the product of anyone's faith real or true? What do you think? Do you think it's because of faith? Well, I think that as a Christian, for example, um, you know, you're always taught that you have to see you have to basically believe without seeing. Faith is that, you know, the Bible says that the evidence of things uh, hoped for, the substance of things not seen, that that is what, what um, you know, faith in and of itself is. So when you take that as a perspective, you know, and I've always said this to, to the kids, you can't let your, your circumstances dictate your theology, but your circumstances will always play a part into what you believe. So, um, you know, what you're taught as a kid, how you're raised, uh, of course, your personal experiences with God, you know, you subscribe to, to God, which, of course, you know, we do. But so many people consider themselves atheists, for example, because of X, Y, and Z. You know, their mother died of cancer. They weren't healed or they used to be Christians or whatever. So I think that at the end of the day, what makes a religion important to most folks and what really makes it real, it's how you interpret it as a person through your own lens. Because you can, you know, you and I, Chad, we could look at the exact same thing and you could take one thing out of it. And I can take something completely different. Like, we can take a scripture, and you may say, oh, well, you know, this is what I, I believe this scripture says, and I may say the opposite. But that's just human beings, and, and I think that the problem, I don't, not the problem with, with the Christian faith, but the problem with humans 
is that we tend to get involved in stuff and we tend to throw and force our beliefs on other people when sometimes our beliefs may be wrong. Sometimes people preach things that are not out of the Bible. Sometimes people misinterpret the Bible or twist the word. So you always run that gamut. But uh, definitely personal experiences and, um, you know, it's all seen through your own, the prism of uh, the way you see life. Yeah, well, right, but now does now does that thought imply for everybody? You know, everybody who has a faith, whether they are Muslim or Jew or uh, atheist, do you think that that sort of applies for everybody? Where uh, you know how you're brought up, how you interpret, and how do you ex- how you experience your religion determines whether or not it's true. Well, again, going back to the whole experience thing. Anything can be true. It, it can be true for you. Now, of course, the Bible teaches that there is one truth, and that the, the truth is a Christian. Of course, being you believe that uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, which John fourteen six tells us. But um, so there's only one way to heaven as a Christian. Now, obviously, every religion is going to look at every other religion and say they're wrong. The Jews think that Christians are wrong. Uh, the Christians think that the, the Jews are, are misled. The Muslims so, think that the Jews and the Christians are wrong. But um, what makes it, if you're talking about reality to the person, that's one thing. But in terms of, like, reality, like, um, there can only be one truth, then, of course, that would be something that we as Christians have to subscribe to, that we can't all be right. Every person can't be right. That's right. You know, otherwise we'd be breaking the law of non-contradiction, right? So the the big question out there for everybody who's listening, whether it be religious or non-religious uh, and, or, or atheist or skeptic is what makes it true then because I can say as a Muslim if you don't believe in my faith you're doomed uh, there's only one way to go to heaven and that's by keeping the five pillars of Islam and visiting right. Mecca once a year reverencing Muhammad and reverencing Allah uh, the Jews might say well you got to be a good person and be circumcised as a Jew right. um, to go to heaven the Christians say that Jesus is the only way, even though the other two will say that he's either a false prophet or just a prophet. Right, right. So, so the big question for everybody it's it's not, uh, you know, and obviously I don't I don't think that you believe this for say, but a lot of people do, uh, which is, uh, well, what, what makes my religion true to me is my experience and the fact that I have faith in it. Well, people had faith; the world was flat. Yeah, Joe still believes that. What's that now? I said my co-host still believes the world is flat, but that that's neither here nor there. But see, you're touching on something, Chad, that I, I mentioned earlier, is that the the problem with religion is that people will take their experience and say, well, this is true according to me. And the problem but with it's that either is, true or it's not. It's yeah, either exactly. true or it's not. Well, right. let, let me give you an example. Uh, let's look at math. One plus one always equals two, correct? There's not a one plus one equals three. And what people believe is that they can come up with the answer to any equation, like, this is truth, right? So let's say Joe thinks that, you know, uh, his his God is a vengeful God, and my I believe that my God is a loving God, and then Todd believes that his God is a potato chip. Now, when you look at, the, <laughs> when you look at those three things, obviously the three of us cannot be right. There's no way that we can all believe opposite viewpoints and somehow arrive at the same point, but that's the problem in terms of religion is that folks think that, no matter what they think, they're right, even if everybody else is wrong. So somehow, even though the Torah contradicts parts of the Bible, or, or let's say it contradicts the Koran, they could say, well, we're all right. Well, that's impossible. So the problem is 
you can't say that my experience is what makes something true. It makes it real to me, but it doesn't make well, it true. Well, I, obviously, I don't believe that. I, and what I'm getting at with this whole thing is if we're going to answer the deep questions, and if anybody's out there that, that has been wondering or just hates this idea, um, you really have to answer this question is, then what makes it true? And I, I would suggest if we're going to ask deep questions that a human being can ask, you need a supernatural source. You need right. a supernatural answers, and that can only come from two different things, a general revelation, which would be creation and the conscience, right. and then a special revelation, which is where I more specialize in, and that would be the Holy Bible. And I right. usually what I usually do is tell people, say, well, look, I'm going to answer the question by using a supernatural source. Is that okay? They typically say, sure, yeah, you can use that. I said, well, I, I have actually with me something paranormal, and I want to share it with you. And you usually look around pretty nervously, like, well, what does this guy have? And I bring out the Bible. Now, if anybody objects to it, I have plenty to fire back at. But really, the point of this whole thing is to clarify why us Christians believe what we do. Um, do you have a lot of listeners that are skeptics? Well, I'm sure that we do, Chad. Uh, you know, we, we cover, like I said, we cover everything. And uh, we're actually in the middle of talking sports when you called. But we have people, you know, I'm sure that there's people who don't necessarily believe in God or are atheists or whatever the case is. So we have all listeners from all walks of life. Oh, great. Well, you know what, I'm going to, uh, there's not much to talk to you about if you're just a Christian. You, you certainly don't object to what I'm saying. No, but of I, course not. <laughs> and you know, thank you very much for your time, and um, and uh, God bless you. I, I pray that uh, you grow in holiness in the Lord and uh and I, and I do want to tell your listeners out there, if anybody out there is not a Christian, what you have to understand is you're a law transgressor. You've broken God's law, his commandments. Take a look at it. You've lied. You've stolen. You've blasphemed his name. And if God found you guilty, he'd send you to hell for eternity because you've broken his laws. But God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross 2,000 years ago to uh, pay the penalty of your sin. If you repent and put your trust in him, you won't die but have everlasting life in him forever. And that's the whole point of why God gave us reason. He gave us a mind to go together so that we can know God and make him known. So please repent, put your trust in the Savior for listening out there. I do thank you, host, for letting me speak, and you guys have a great day. Listen, Chad, uh, thanks so much for thanks for calling yep, in. Uh, we, we definitely appreciate it. And uh, if, if you ever like to call and talk about sports, feel free. We're on every Wednesday from 6 Got to 7.30, it, and uh, we're, we're going to close out the show now. But uh, if you'd like to talk Seahawks, you know, we have some uh, some football fans here. It'd be great talking to you. And, uh, you know, again, look forward to uh, to hearing from you. If you check out our website, puregoldpg.com, not sure if you have uh, Facebook or Twitter or anything, but you can follow us there, all the information. Thank you so much, Chad. You have a wonderful evening, and you be blessed, sir. Yes, you as well. You too. Thank you, guys. Take care. Folks, that was Chad calling from New York. Um, now, again, Todd, I do apologize because that was, uh, that was I guess, preempted your take. And normally we would end the show here, but we got to give you a It would be perfect if we actually just ended the show because then Todd wouldn't get a chance. But since now you, you give me a reason to come back. <laughs> since you came all the way out here, sir, uh, please continue. And I realize that that seems to be like a long uh, well, uh, segue in between. But As Todd gets his notes back uh, for his top take, i, I got to say, um, we've covered everything and anything tonight, that's for sure. No, absolutely. And, and I mean, Chad wouldn't know that I'm a youth minister, as it were, so I'm you know, well-versed in the Bible, but... It was definitely interesting because it's something, uh, I guess you could say out of left field, not necessarily in a bad way, but just something that we weren't talking about just kind of came 
Maybe because it's Easter Holy Week? Oh, know. that's possible. I mean, it definitely ties into the fact that Easter is on Sunday. So, Todd, back to your take. Well, the, where I was going with all this was, uh, you know, as we kind of figured out here tonight, you know, I'm a casual fan of a lot of sports. You know what I mean? I give my heart to the Jets, and I only have so much love to give, as I like to say. Yeah. Um, but my dad, he was he was a hockey fan, and uh, he used to take me to the New York Ranger games. And uh, do I know every player that's on the team? No, of course not. You know, I'm also like I've said, I'm a casual baseball fan. And what brought me back to baseball was actually the the fantastic broadcast that they have. It's, it's incredibly entertaining to listen to. You know, do I know uh, Dickie's batting average? No, I don't. You know, does that make me a bad fan? That's, it might. Probably. Possibly. No, but, you know, does that bother the diehards? I mean, you tell me Rangers and Mets fans, you know, does it? You know, I bleed green. I think everybody who knows me knows full well that I'm a huge Jets fan. Yeah. You know, I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. It doesn't matter that they're going back to the AFC Championship game back-to-back or if they go 1-15. You know, they are my team, and I'll defend them to death. But that doesn't mean that I see the world through green-colored glasses either. I know that they have... <laughs> major cap and personnel issues. I know the playoffs aren't even in the conversation. You know, it's cool. I get it. But no matter how terrible or unwatchable the product is this year, I'll still be there. I'll still roll out the <laughs> the Gastineau jersey and cheer on my squad. That's what a fan does. You build up. You boo a little bit, sure, but unless you're a Philly fan and you live to boo, then that's a totally different thing. So take your kid to a game, you know, be it an NFL or even, you know, I'll get really local here. Take them to a Bears game out of Riverfront Stadium. You know, show your kid what it means to be a fan. Maybe your team will reward you with a championship someday, you know, or they'll lose every game. But at least let your child see what winning as well as losing means. All right, a lesson to be taught, but more importantly, it's a lesson to be taken. Taken. I'm touched. I'm Todd, listen, uh, thank you so much for that take. It was it was surprisingly mellow and surprisingly uh, introspective, not expecting that from Todd. But, sir, we need 7.30, so we really should just wrap up the show here. Uh, I know you have a ton of notes and whatnot, but uh, I have an angry pregnant wife at home who's going to beat me like uh, like I owe her money. Well, so. well let, me, let me try closing out and thanking Todd for coming in, and hopefully he can come in more often when he can. Really appreciate Todd coming out in studio for the first time ever. Dave thought... It was this whole swerve today. I mean, we didn't get the credentials. <laughs> just to recap, we didn't get the credentials. Joe's still upset about that. Matter. Todd came into the studio for the first time. We get a call out of left field, literally out of left field, because I have no idea, like, how Chet – I mean, we appreciate the call, Chet, but uh, I don't think we were even talking about religion. We were talking about Todd's take, and I guess this guy must have had the urge to call Pure Gold and give us his take on something that's really important to him. So really appreciate that. Thanks to Bear Pasco. Pasco. <laughs> For uh, coming on the show, tight end the New York Giants. And Rams, as, by the way, Pasco on the show. Yes, and as always, thank you to the audience listening out there. Yeah, for the chads of the world, we thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Easter. Uh, happy Easter to everyone. Good Friday and all that other business. Uh, to those of you who uh, are Jewish brothers celebrating Passover, enjoy that as well. And, and sisters, of course. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. Again, thanks to Todd. I know Joe just mentioned it, but it's my job, so I will recap that. Make sure you check us out, as always, puregoldpg.com. Tune in to ir1640amradio.com, where we will go back to our Portuguese programming in a second. And, of course, check us out on the TuneIn app. So uh, there's everything is said and done. There is only one thing left to say, and that would be... What's the name of your show? Uh, pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Good night, everyone.